Welcome back. I know you guys didn't hear Matt grunt into the microphone after oh, that. But oh, lovely. I have no that's, idea what you're talking that's about. That's going to sound fantastic <laughs> in our listeners' ears. All right, episode three. We're at four. Three. Four. Yay. All right, rundown of the week. Game recaps. Predictions. Yep. Um, yep. yep. Oh, bench star cutting. And then we're betting. And then we're doing some other stuff. I don't know. Some fantasy. Some other things in there. Yeah, fantasy oh, fantasy. In there too. Fantasy yeah. talk. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, welcome back. As Gary just said, episode four, Premier League in Pines. Um, it was um a very interesting week, I'll say. Some some key talking points that we have written down. I gotta pour this one handed. God, Ooh, fuck it, whatever. Kind of like a weekly thing, bro. Yeah, you know, you'd think I get better at it, but I'm just never going to. Let's get to the games. Yep, let's go. All right, first um, game was the Friday game, correct? That's Friday. That's correct. It was. Uh, we have Forest and Sheffield. Forest two, Sheffield one. Who would like to kick us off? Oh, what Dan's we, computer's gonna kick God, us off real quick. Son of a. Gun, what's going on over there? Sorry, we're good, we're good. <laughs> all right. Christ. Um, all right, I'll run this one off because me Let's and go. Dan were the ones that watched this one. Uh, Forrest Sheffield, 2-1. to one. Um, Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon game. Uh, my boy Serge had himself a day. Did you start him this week in fantasy? I absolutely did, and he's on the top fives of this week. We'll get to that later. That but um, I thought Forrest, I think Forrest looked well. I think they looked better now that um, I'm going to say his name wrong, so I, I'm going to try it, but I'm sorry. I apologize ahead of time. Awaniyi. I, would need. <laughs> I think Dan's the only one who knows how to say it, right? I don't know if I know how to say it. He yeah, looked so good. He, um, you weren't even watching the game. I was sitting here on the couch with you two idiots watching the goddamn oh, game. Oh, you didn't put your day on the thing. That's your fault. Okay. Yeah, whatever. So, he, put, he played very well. I think when Chris Wood played well, they gave, they like to have big targets. I think the Nottingham team likes to get the ball out wide and send good balls in. And I think Aurier did that. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I've... I mean, you said everything there is to say about Ori. Yeah, I think Gibbs White also had a good game. He, I think he's just so important for that team. Like, he's just involved in everything going forward. Even, like, Ori's assists, like, he was still, like, linking up the passes. And, like, he was, like, the hockey assist, like we say. Um, so, I, yeah, like I said, I think he's going to be important for them moving forward. I think, you know, I think Forrest will have enough. I think they'll actually be able to put up a decent run this year. I think maybe they'll be... I think a good season for them would be like 12th. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I also, really if I recall correctly, I believe Turner had a big save yeah. in this game. I think it was like a breakaway. and he, Yeah. So he actually a big save in this game, so he's showing pretty well, which is good to see her from the American point of view. Yeah. Um, just, you know, as a whole, not looking at any specific team or player, I think at times this game was super open. I think both teams kind of left it, you know, as soon as I got the ball in the back, there was a lot of counterattacks both ways. I feel like there was a lot of chances in this game. I would have loved to see more goals, to be honest with you. Um, but my one question that I have, Gibbs White, Nottingham, say they finish, what, Dan, you said 12th would be a good spot for them? Say they finish around there, and he keeps up this pace of performance in this play. Does he stay? Does he go? I mean, if... Cause it seems I, like everything runs through him. If the top six clubs come for it. A top six club comes for him. I would say, you know, make the jump. I think he's too good of a player. I think he's had like England shouts too at the national team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he for the under twenty ones, he was like a, a pivotal player for them in the tournament this year. I think we we forget he's still young, so I, I think he's still has a, a bright future ahead of him. I think if a United or a Tottenham or someone comes knocking, I think he'll he'll go if he has another good season. That's fair. All right, next game. Let's go. Move on. All right. Uh, next on the agenda, Garrett. Um, I was the only one that got to watch this game this week. Uh, yeah. Newcastle City, which we talked about possibly being the game of the week. I know we had the other uh, Spurs United matchup. Uh, 
See, Newcastle kind of went... Honestly, I thought it went better for uh, City than I thought it was going to be. Um, I came into the game week before I think they played saying, I think Rodri is going to be the most important player for us going forward just because we kind of lost to Bruyne. And this game made me kind of second-guess it a little bit, seeing how Foden played and how creative he was and how much we lack that without him on the field. Um, so I give credit to Newcastle's defense. I mean, they played very well. City was able to control most of this game, and they only let up one. And it was off a pretty good banger by Alvarez. Um, but yeah, that was my big takeaway was Rodri is, don't get me wrong, extremely important and a very, very good holding mid. But I really think Foden is going to give us that creativity now that De Bruyne is out. I, I forget what I saw. I know they think, I think he had surgery, right? KDB. How long is he? Yeah. I don't, I they didn't see given, like it. They haven't given a timeline. They haven't given a timeline. Because I haven't seen anything yet. Hmm. But that's my takeaway. Newcastle's good defense. City took care of business, but it was a good game. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll just, I know you, Gary, you mentioned this the other day. Um, you sent us a screenshot of City's bench, and in the past couple of years, I feel like you look at the lineup City puts out, and they just have they can they can set two probably elevens with their reserves and you know with their starters and you know fight you know, you know be you know title contenders. Right. It seems this year there's a lot more youth on the bench. I mean, obviously you have the bench up. I don't have it up, but I have it up. You want me to read through yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Ortega, Ake, Gomez, Lewis, Phillips. Perone, Palmer, McAtee, and Bob with three Bs. Yeah, I feel like... Whoa, what a goddamn Five name. of those names are like 22 and younger or something, if I had to yeah. guess, right? They're academy kids. So, like, that's like a new thing, I think, for City. Like, they've always had, you know, especially with Gundogan and Mahrez leaving, that really shows, you know, Pep's relying on some of these younger guys this year, and they still have Champions League and, and everything, all the, the tournaments. So, Garrett, what are your thoughts on... Well, it's funny because I year? think... I think without the De Bruyne injury, you have at least one more position with that. We just re-signed Silva, which was nice. Um, he just signed like till 2026. And I think Palmer, I think they were reluctant to get rid of him, even though a lot of clubs came asking for him. You know, it's a loan to Dortmund, which, I mean, still could happen, but I don't think is on the cards at the moment. Um, and we also just signed the winger that I can't remember his name right now. From Rennes, right? Yeah, he's like $70 million. He's supposed like to be Doku Doku, yeah. Yeah, yeah, supposed to be very good, uh, which will really help us with depth this season, but... It's going to be a different. It's going to be a different team where you know it's not going to be a season this year where we can, you know, rest as many guys as we could and switch that rotation that Pep likes to do a lot. Our defense, yeah, maybe, but the rest of the field, I don't think that's an option anymore. Like, like you said, then you know, Pep's putting a lot of trust in these young guys, and you mentioned that they have you know all these different tournament games and trophies coming games coming up. I'm cu- I'm like I'm curious to see like you know where he plays all these guys, how they're going to fit into a system. And honestly, you know, no matter what team it is, it's nice to see like, you know, players in their early 20s, late teens get their chance and see what they could do. It's it's fun to watch. It really is. Yeah, I mean, even not to talk too much more about it, but just one last thing like Cole Palmer, I mean, he's I've only seen him a couple times, but he's already scored a couple goals in preseason. He scored in the Community Shield. I think I think he'll have a breakout season. I think if he gets time and he stays at City, I think, you know, yeah, you know, he's, he's one season. that's gotten a game here or there in the past, so I think they were kind of relying on him to take a step up, and it looks like he's done that so far. All right, um, let's move on to – God, fuck this game. Uh, Spurs 2, Man United nil. Um, I mean, I know we have a talking point later on. Um, I don't know if we want to touch on that now or later um, with the, the officiating and, you know, in uh, what, week three, right? Week two. Um, it's been a little eh, but 
I think in this game, you know, United go back to their to their same lineup, which slightly shocked me. Um, you know, going back to the same lineup as week one with Garnacho in there, with the same three in the middle who uh, clearly had no speed um, and struggled creatively. I guess I think United dominated the first half. Um, I think they had most of the possession. I think, and it might be biased, but we'll talk about it in a little bit, the, the penalty, the handball that wasn't given, um, which could have changed the whole dynamic of the game. Um, but then in the second half, it, it felt like once we hit, you know, the middle of the field, once the ball got to Bruno or Mount or whoever it was, and they turned, there was nothing there. Um, and then, you know, Spurs came down, they took their chances, they get their goals. And, you know, what, what really is bothering me is Rashford for the past two games has just seemed lost. It, I, every time that he has the ball at his feet, he, ha, he can, he can cut back and drop the ball off to somebody, but he's trying to take players on that. It's just not working. He doesn't seem to be checking into those, you know, those pockets in the defense to get the ball and turn and, and run at defenders. He just seemed lost. And I think I, I just said this before the middle of the field, Mount Bruno and um, Casemiro are just, the creativity isn't there, and you know physically they're just too slow. They can't keep up with teams through the middle. I thought Shaw and Wambasaka did did an okay job defending and getting forward. Um, I thought Onana in goal played really well. He had one ball where he pinged it all the way up to the left side to Garnacho. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's really there's there's really no positives except from the first half that we dominated possession. But you can't get a goal to show for it. You're screwed. Would you like to touch on the second half? I thought they were terrible <laughs> the whole game. I I just I, I agree with him in the first half, but second half they dominated. But give they, your opinions. Give I think I think they played well the first half, but I think a good team finishes those header that header that Bruno had. That was terrible. I, was I thought yeah, Rashford was. Yes. I, I mean, lost. I've, He's lost. Listen, I'll call it to Eric Ten Hag. I'll do it for a quarter of the price to stand up there because that's all he's doing is standing around. I thought Casemiro was terrible. Awful. I thought Mount was didn't look, look like he looks like he never played midfield in his life. And I thought Onana I thought De Gea could have saved the second one. I agree. I think that Onana I don't know if it was just like he like, took a step or just wasn't ready for it, but it was a dribbler and I thought De Gea could have saved that. So I, I and I love bringing up De Gea. Yeah. Also might have thought I thought he that, got wrong-footed. He also might have thought like Lissandro was going to clear it too or at least get a better piece of it. He just like So did I. Well, I thought I was going to clear it too. Okay. Yeah, it's – and, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, we started slow last season. Oh, you know, new manager coming in, new style of play. You know, you lost a couple of tied a few. You had them for a year now. You had almost a – you had a full season. You know, you had trophy runs. You had all this all, – all this shit under Ten Hag. And there's no excuse to start this season, these two games, these, what, 180 minutes, as poorly as they have. There's no excuse. The top players aren't showing up. And the worst part about it is that you're not playing a Liverpool or a Man City. You know, these are games as Manchester United is the big one of the biggest teams in the world. After last season, the impressive season you had last season, the signings you've made, these are games you should win. I think my big takeaway from the Spurs part of this game is uh, I think once where Charleston came out, they actually looked a lot better. They I actually that. moved Sun up, put Perisic on the wing, and... I think they actually moved the ball better. I think Madison Sun connected better with him. So I'm curious to see if they kind of move to the almost like the no striker city role where they kind of just play with a bunch of midfielders and you put Sun up top like before and it was playing striker at one point and just kind of play creative. Uh, I'm curious to see what the next starting lineup is if they keep rolling with Richarlison or not. 
Yeah, and I I think like one of the takeaways for me was just like, I think Spurs midfield just like overran United's, especially in the second half. Like, um, Sar and Basuma. I think Basuma, the start of the season, has been great. Like he was a signing from like two years ago, and he from Brighton. He was a big money signing, a lot of hype around him, and then he just like last season didn't really get a chance. Um, and this year he's taken his he's taken his chance in the first two games. And I think that midfield of Basuma, Sar, and Madison. If they start to click, they could be That's, dangerous. It's scary. Yeah. And the, the last thing, I mean, for Spurs, I, the first half of this game, I was driving. So I, I, I really listened to it more than I watched it. But I feel like every, like to touch on your point, Dan, every five minutes, not even, it sounded like, and I would glance down, that Sar was doing something productive, whether he was getting a challenge in to win the ball back in the middle when he was taking somebody on or going forward. It seemed like he was everywhere in the middle. And he would get the ball, play it to Madison, and they would just spring themselves forward. And it worked really, really well for them. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, we, we have picked up, they picked up a couple injuries, United. So, next week's lineup is going to be interesting. Um, do we want to touch on? Yeah, it was a handball. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think it's, it should have been a pen. The only. I don't think it's controversial. I think it just should have been a pen. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, not- and you know what? The, I think the only reason was. One, you can't say he's lunging for his ball, the ball, and his arm goes up naturally. I think that's that's bullshit. I think the argument they were said that to defend it, that it wasn't a handball, was that it was just too close. But still, your arm is above your head, and he's clearly stopping either the ball or shot in the box. I forget what it was, and he's clearly shot. It was a, it was a shot, and he's clearly away from his body. Yeah, um, I mean, you got no argument from us. We no, I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so and then you know, the last thing, and then we move on. Um, I did like what Bruno said after the game. Uh, you know, he made he made a kind of a snide comment saying, "Oh, I hope you know the league does what they do to these refs." And like, you know, we had the call that wasn't against us last week with the Onana thing, and Bruno was kind of calling out the league, like, "All right, so what are you gonna do to these refs now?" I mean, you 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 know, you kind of took one away from the other team, and you went and apologized I can't to him. Stand Bruno, he wouldn't be doing that if it was the other way around. No, I mean, he wouldn't. But I, I, he makes it, he does make a good point. There was a clear error that on the Onana thing that it should have been a pen, and the refs went and apologized to the Wolves players and the league. Pretty much pulled those refs, and now this was you know from everybody you know that us four from the announcers from our, even our group chat for our fantasy league, everyone saying handball. So he has a point. Like, what do you do with these refs? Well, based on the fact that it's Wednesday and we haven't heard anything, exactly. I'm assuming it's maybe so, nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny how like something that like that happens and we look at each other and like. I don't know if that's going to be called a you know a penalty or not anymore. It's like there's no clear definition on a handball rule right no. now. So it's like I feel like there's just going to be so many penalties and red cards and yellow cards this year. Like we've already seen like five reds. So I think we have five yeah. reds. Maybe just this week. And the one did get overturned, which we could talk about a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it's just it, I think it's going to be an interesting season. So for fantasy, if you have a penalty taker, I think you're, you're yeah you're good. set. Um, just real quick before we move on. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about Spurs a, l- a lot, but I thought their back line was great, the way they got the ball up and moved it forward real quick. And I'm real excited to see how um, Ange is going to be taking the team forward. Yeah. I think yeah. that with the new bodies they got in there, they look – I kind of wrote them off in the beginning of the season. I think they look much better than they did last year, and I think that they could be a, a surprise runner. Yeah, there's reason to be optimistic for Spurs, and there's a cause of concern now if you're United. Plain and simple. I mean, Spurs four four points through the first two games, a win against United and a tie against Brentford away. I think that's a pretty good start to the season, not a especially start. under a new manager. So, all right, let's move on here. Um, let's get into Wolves one, Brighton four. 
Uh, unfortunately, I cannot watch this game. So if you guys would like to take it away here. Matty Boy, you want to give us a go? Here we go. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say Matomo is Matomo is the probably the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Clip it. That first goal... I mean, Prime that's mess, probably Messi shit. There. That was a if that was Messi or Ronaldo, yeah. ESPN would be hosting that for years. True, social was, media, social media would have exploded. It would exactly. have broken. Exactly, it was social such a great goal. And and you know what he said? He saw. He said, "I see the gap here. I'm going to beat this guy. Oh, I see the gap there. I'm going to beat this guy." And then like he did it every day at training. He's like, "Okay, slot it in the side netting." <laughs> and it's not like he's a big guy or like a strong guy, but he like balances so well, and he can take a hit and like carry on his dribble, which I think he does. He's one of the best in the league at that, I think, for sure. He, and that's like you saw in that just that run alone. Like he got banged around and he still stayed on his feet and then was able to finish. His his soccer sense is so good. He's just so smart all over the field. I will give it to Wolves. They need to start scoring goals. They had opportunities. They had possession. They had their chances. I think that ever since the Raul Jimenez uh, skull fracture, they have just been lacking Cursed. a natural goal scorer. And... Mathis Kuna or Marthas Kuna, I'm not sure what his first name is. He clearly is the number 10 or the winger, the pacey guy that can get there. But he hasn't had really that goal-scoring touch since he's been at Wolves. And I think they just need, like, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen, but like a Mitrovic or someone like that type that's not going to cost like a poacher. A poacher, like a box, uh, an Erling Holland, that kind of frame where he's just going to be in the box, he's going to be hungry, and he's going to get everything he can. Yeah, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I completely agree. Just from watching the United game, they had so many chances in the box that they just couldn't, there wasn't that one person there in the right spot at the right time to just tap it in. Um, I think the big thing is March, having a hell of a yeah, start to the, the hell? season there. Um, was this three goals in two games? Does he have one in the first game? Yeah. Yeah, he's picking so up right where left two off. Games. Estupinian right now looks like prime Roberto Carlos. I mean, <laughs> he really I don't does. know what the hell's going on. Taking I, a league by storm. I think, fucking I don't know if you, again, Brighton, who they open up against? Uh, Luton. So, I mean, yeah. they haven't really been challenged yet, I would say. Um, we did give Wolves a little bit of credit against the first game against United, but, I mean, uh, for watching United this week, I'm not sure that's as much credit. Yeah, shut up. Um, but, I mean, Brighton, I know we have it on the talking points that we did. I think it's a little early. I don't think they're title runners yet, but I think they're a one good result against a good team away from being in that discussion. Their next match is West Ham, and Brighton will be home. And I that's think gonna, that'll be a good benchmark. That's going to be an interesting game. Because, and I know we have not spoken about West Ham right now, but I think that'll just be a good benchmark for like that. both yeah. those teams. All right, move on to the next game. Yep. Here we go. Uh, Liverpool, three... Bournemouth won. Yeah, I'll start us off. Yeah, kick us we, off. Gary and I were at Darcy's for the game. And shout out Darcy's one time. Shout out Darcy's. Literally a minute in, they almost got scored in, scored on like the first 20 seconds of the game. And then they got scored on like a minute later. <laughs> so they started really slow. And it was like, I, I said, I think I said right after they scored, I'm like, this might be a long game. And then right after that, they kind of turned around and dominated the whole game. Um, I know we have some talking points in this game that we want to talk about, but um, Sameno, I forget how to pronounce his name. What's it? Sameno. Uh, he's opened the scoring for, for Bournemouth. Um, good finish, kind of like a turnover in the back by Liverpool. Puts him up one nothing early. And then from there, I think, you know, Liverpool's just like, all right, we got to figure this out, especially because they're home. Um, but yeah. Any, yeah. Yeah. I, no. you go? Yeah, I watched the game. <laughs> so did I. 
You no. You marked up nothing in the group chat. I barely looked at the fucking thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well then, don't so talk. Like, all right, so I'll actually watch the game and talk about. I it did maybe. watch the game. All right, so yeah, I, I think <laughs> I Liverpool have looked as like we watched. Like I said, we watched the first twenty minutes of the game, and Liverpool looked out of sorts. The defense looked out of chemistry, and it's not even like it's new defenders. It's the same defenders we've been watching yeah. for the last three seasons play together. You, there has to be, you would think, some type of communication there between the three of them, or some type of chemistry that that these mistakes like this don't happen. But it was just like. Simple bad marking, simple miscommunication that led to the first goal, and it's like, and almost led to the first two goals. Like Dan said, I think one got called off sides in the first minute and a half, but it was close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just kind of going off that, I think the next signing Liverpool need to make is a right back because I think that'll give Jurgen Klopp one of two options. It'll finally put Trent under some pressure because he's been the one and only right back in that club outside of Joe Gomez, who has been terribly injury prone. He's been the one and only right back in that club. And it will make Jurgen Klopp either say, all right, Trent, you need to step it up as a right back and help solidify our defense, or you might lose your spot. And if he loses his spot, it might not be the worst thing because we might finally see him in the midfield. Yeah, I agree. Anybody? That's all I got for that game. I want to say Luis Diaz's goal was sick as shit. It was sick. It was a good goal. That McAllister red card was not a red card. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's get... Okay. Yeah. Well, which ended end up being not a red card. Yes. Yeah, but it fucked me in fantasy. So, yeah, it did. <laughs> Does it get taken back? I, actually, I was going to ask you that. I think just just the ban gets taken away. I think the ban. I think he still gets the red card. <laughs> you, be, you better have the goddamn red card. I won by like three points. I'm that red card right saved now. my ass. Um, I anyway, didn't think about that. Anyway, yeah, it was close to a 50-50 ball. He goes in, McAllister... Studs were showing, but it wasn't malicious. He does try and pull his foot back. He didn't, you know, he didn't go in like straight legging him. You can clearly see he. I know, thought it was clean. He, I didn't even think it was a foul. Shut up. Foul. You can clearly see he just, all he did was just mistime it. I mean, it's definitely a yellow, but I guess the only argument is, yeah, his studs were showing, but in no world, I think, is that a red card. Yeah. And the league actually went back and they did the right thing taking it away and, you know, getting rid of the ban. But still, in the moment, I mean, the ref, you know, he goes over, takes a look, you have VAR, and you still go with a red card. I mean, it's just, ugh. See, I think I think the, the stud showing thing is like, there's a difference between if you slide and your studs are showing or if you go to swing at a ball and your studs are showing. Because anyone that's kicked the ball in your life, when you follow through on a kick, your studs are going to show because that's yeah. how the natural motion of your foot so moves. You're not going to keep your foot just facing fucking forward when you kick a ball. What happened was the guy poked it first. And he followed through with his kick as he was planning to do, and then it just, you know, caught his shin guard. Yeah, like but I mean, said, there was no act of like malicious or anything, uh-uh. you know, in it. But, um, I would say on the other end, there was a Liverpool had a PK. Um, Sobosai, he does get touched. I think it's a little soft, and he makes a meal out of it. I think it's still a PK just because there is contact. But a lot of people were saying like he goes down too soft. easy and. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say it in when I looked at it, it looked like he was almost already on his way down yeah. when he got touched. Like you could tell right before he got touched. No matter what happens here, he's going to ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I agree. It's not a straight red, and yeah, it's soft. So all right, here we go. Let's us move on. Let's go to Fulham nil, Brentford three. Uh, yeah, I mean. Just you know, Daniel, it's all you on this one. Yeah, we, I didn't watch shit. Um, we were at Darcy's for this. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't watch this game once. Okay. Um, <laughs> what were you watching? Yeah. Everything else? <laughs> um, well, not too much to talk about. I, I'll just say, you know, th- I think this is a really good result for Brentford. They are away, and they beat Fulham 3-0. There is a red card in the game. Tim Ream gets two yellows. 
Um, <laughs> our fellow American, Tim Fucking Reem. Tim Reem, man. Um, Bose and Buemo's flying, scored the PK, had another goal. Um, and then I think there was a – they also scored off a mistake in the back. I forget who it was. I think it was Diop or someone passed the ball and went right to uh, Wissa, and he just dro- dribbles by the last defender and scores. So I think good good result for Brentford. I think Fulham – they did sign Jimenez from Wolves. He has not had the best start. <laughs> He's been pretty non-existent, in my opinion. They're putting that lightly. <laughs> yeah. From our fantasy perspective, I think he scored like less than a point in both of the games he's played. His first game, good. he had minus half a point. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Not great. No. Um, do we want to go on? Yeah. yeah. Unless anyone else says anything. No. Uh, Clayton. Clayton, West Ham 3. Yeah. Chelsea Uno. You're also the solo viewer of this one. Too. Yeah, really. All right. I thought this was the game of the weekend. I thought it had a little bit of everything. Chelsea looked good. Sterling looked like prime Manchester City Sterling. Every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. He put his head down. He ran at defenders, and he was beating players left and right. If Chelsea had a forward that could score, they would have done so much better, I think. Um, I thought uh, Chilwell was good in that game. I thought... That Chelsea got a little unlucky with uh, the third center back, Desai. I believe that's his name. Let me double check. Desasi or something? Desasi, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Something like that. Because he kind of gives them the third goal when they're de- when West Ham are down a man. And I thought, again, I'm kind of eating my own words here, but when I said in week one that I was worried about West Ham, they looked solid. They looked like. David Moyes sat him down and said, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to win, and they stuck to the plan. They defended well. They defended together as a unit. I thought James Ward-Prowse absolutely is already worth the money they spent on him. It's only 30 mil. Yeah, and he assisted. Oh, only 30, well. I mean, look what Caicedo was yeah, worth. I know yeah. it's not the same thing, but Caicedo was look 115. Look what freaking uh, Mount was worth. I know. It's, uh, the barely barely fucked, worth a but... fucking bag of cones. <laughs> Um, Go on, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, my bad. James Ward-Prowse was worth the money. Assisted the the first goal, great header. And you, if you watch the game, it's literally the exact same header over and over again. The first maybe three minutes before that, or they do the exact same corner kick, back stick to the same player, except this time the first time someone gets a touch on it, and the second time he scores. And it's, and it's whipped like, in with pace. And it's, it's not like it's a ball that you can pace. like easily clear. It's so hard to defend. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I'm I'm happy with how West Ham played. I thought they played much better than I would have given them credit for at the beginning of the season. And Chelsea looked bright. They still had they still had some weakness. I think in the back there's a little inexperience. I think playing that three back is a little risky. I think Poch will probably eventually take it to a four, just so that way he can get another player going forward. I thought Paquetta was amazing. If he doesn't get suspended for the yellow card thing, or if he doesn't go to Manchester City. West Ham That's need awful. to hold on to him because he could run their midfield the whole season. Question. Answer. Mikel Antonio. Yes. Eh, the past, let's say, what, a couple seasons maybe? Does he have a resurgence this year with Ward Prowse behind him? Do we think he gets back to the goal-scoring machine that he was now that he has a top-notch center mid, you know, on set pieces, swinging in crosses, putting balls in the box, and finding his feet. Do we think he has a resurgence this year? I don't. I was going to say, (laughs) I'd like to say yes, but I don't think he has the season he has when he was scoring 
you know, double digit goals. I think okay. he gets them, but I think that West Ham still need a number nine. Even the goal he had against Chelsea was, you know, he's one on one with the fo- the defender. He gets too much space and he absolutely rips it into the bottom corner. I think if he's playing a more experienced and a better defender, not maybe not better, but a more experienced defender. That gets closed down. I think that they still need number nine. I don't think Mikel Antonio's done at West Ham. I think he'll get some goals this season. He'll have a great year, but I think that they need a more prolific number nine up there. All right. Um, so two things for you. Do you think they? Do you think Poch had a conversation with Sterling? It was like, you need to like I play think the way you used to play. Play how you were at that city. Like just be yourself and like because from what the, from what I've seen, what what I've heard. He was like prime Sterling, like you said, like taking players on, running to the end line, and then crossing the ball in. Like I think what Potch probably said, and this is what I feel like anyone would have done in this situation, is Sterling's won the Premier League how many times? He's been in big games. He's a England international. He probably said that's a guy I don't really need to coach, but he can make the rest of the team better by just producing what he does. He probably walked up to him and said, hey, put your head down, run at them. He's like, that's yeah. what you want to do. That's, that's what, what you do that. Put your head down, run at it, put shouldn't, the ball in the box. Shouldn't you do shouldn't, the little shouldn't, one twos? Shouldn't you keep your head up so you can see where you're going? You know what I mean, you dickhead. <laughs> but and Sterling looked like prime Sterling back when Manchester City ball was, you know, run at them and cross it in. Yeah. And I think that that's how he's gonna try to build the squad around Sterling, because that's where you should, because he's just he's you don't have to change the him at all to fit into the team. You just got to get them to get finishing those yeah. crosses and those balls he sends in. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Next, two um, quick things. So, oh, sorry, Justin. No, no, no. Uh, one was your boy Chuck Omega scored. He's he did, and then guy. he he got a, pulled his with knee. an injury. So I think I'm okay that he scored. I mean, it was a nice goal. Um, he didn't play spectacularly outside. He played. I thought he played a little inexperienced. Um, but the little shoulder drop and move to score that goal. I mean, I was get Suchek going yeah. like. I was down. I, I was sitting on the couch watching that game out, out loud. I was just like, "Oh man, <laughs> it was yeah. nice." And then last thing is Caicedo. Like we have to talk about his debut because I mean, I don't want to bash him too much. Thirty minutes. Yeah, he didn't. I know. Play I don't want to bash him either. But he did give up the penalty. It was a clear penalty. Um, Pacheta steps up and you know puts it away. But I think for Caicedo, that might be. I mean, the media is all over him. Everyone on Twitter is like, "Oh." judging his debut off of the first 30 minutes gives up a PK. Like, I wonder if that could be damaging to his, like, you know, psyche and moving forward to going to the next game, especially with his price tag and, you know, his first performance. I think that's something we'll find out by the next game, depending okay. on if he starts and how much time he gets and how he performs. All right. So let's go on here. Um, I know we just started this last one with Clayton, but Clayton, we're going to start again with you. We'll let Clayton have an orgasm on a microphone. Aston Villa. Hang on. Aston Villa, baby. Let's go. Hang on. Two things. One, you played Everton. Whoa. Two, you wrote down Aaron Villa, so I don't know who that is. I didn't write it. I didn't write the doc. I wrote the doc. (laughs) Well, fuck you anyway, Clayton. Aston Villa 4. You would know that if you looked at the doc earlier in the day. Before the podcast started. You'd change it if you'd actually read it. Crazy how that works. I skimmed through. I skimmed through. I just didn't add anything. Aston Villa 4. Everton nil. Clayton, have your fucking party. Oh my god! Thank fucking god we didn't lose two games in a row. <laughs> oh, I, I would have. I probably wouldn't have came to this if we did. But but you came instead. I did. And oh. listen, what a oh, that was good. What a game. Love seeing Leon Bailey always scores against Everton. Love seeing that. Um, 
I thought we weren't amazing off the start. I thought it was very little shaky, a little rocky at the beginning. And I thought Everton gave us way like it's I'm I feel bad saying this, but it's Everton. We did not expect anything less than a win. And I think most teams are gonna think that because Everton just don't look good. And I think it was less of that we were good we were that good. We were I don't think we were a four nothing team on the day. But there were mistakes. There were oh my god! Mistakes. Ashley yeah, Young looked like he was still playing for us. Yeah. I was like, "What I think is he, he that doing?" Throwing. Yeah, I haven't liked him since his last two seasons on United. No, and Michael King was terrible. I can't believe he didn't yeah. get pulled off at one yeah. point. Ne- negative five for me. Yeah, and they let Yari Mina leave on a free, and Michael King still playing the center back. I'm like, come on, guys. And I know he's probably Sean Dyche's boy from the Burnley days, but oh my Damn. god, he was terrible. He was yeah. awful. Bad. And, I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin going down again yes. with an injury. Like, if they can't get a forward in there, they're screwed. They're screwed. And with us losing Tyrone Mings last week, I was a little worried about how our back line was going to settle. They only really tested us once or twice, and Martinez was up to the challenge. Like, they didn't really have anything that was like where I was like, oh, man, our back line's screwed. Like, they really – so I, I was kind of looking forward – I'm kind of more looking forward to Burnley just to be – like is our back line gonna be able to hold up against a better team? And I don't even know if Burnley we would classify as a better team than Everton. Yeah, you kind of took what I was. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, this was. I think this was Villa being good, and Everton being horrible is basically. So you Agreed. basically took exactly what I was gonna say. So I mean, I don't really have much else to add other than what you said. So um, yeah. I just want to say everyone was shitting on me for saying Everton was not a bold take for the top ten. How are we thinking about that no, now? Like, so like, hang on, hang on. I think at one point it looked pretty fucking bad to start the season. So. I think it. I think at one point I said I might have been on episode one, maybe two. I said the past couple of years they've been flirting with going down. I did say they were going down. Right now, right on fucking pace with that shit. Called that motherfucker. Bold to say it was above fifteen. Yeah, seriously, we should have gave that one. Um, All right, last game. Clint, of the Clint, you know what this one? You done having your party? Can move on. Yeah, you. Move I don't on. want to overhype Villa too much, just because I don't. I, I, same thing, uh, Garrett said. Every team were just that bad. I think we were good. I think we were very good, but I want to see us play a better team before I start getting on the gravy train that we're winning, you know, that we're going to be top four or something like that, that are totally not already thinking is going to happen. Who the fuck says gravy train? Okay. Let's finish out game week two here. Dan, uh, Arsenal beats Crystal Palace 1-0. Take the lead with this one. Yeah. Um, I think the first half was pretty uneventful i think arsenal controlled the game for the most part um really not too much to talk about eddie and katia misses a couple chances but that should have been scored shocking hit, yeah i know hit the post i mean i will give it to him he gets in good positions but he just needs to finish like it's just getting to a point where it's like put the ball in the back of the net. like come on like there's some like there's gonna be a there's gonna be a game where it's not crystal palace or it's like against the city or someone better where it might be later on in the season where we need these points and we're missing open chances where he tries to chip it, like bloop it over the goalie and it goes 10 feet over the net. Bloop. Um, but I think we control the first set. I think rice had an incredible game. Um, I think he was worth the, you know, the price tag from in that game. Um, that was the first time I really thought that too. I always thought he was a good player, but like, you know, I, I thought he dominated the midfield. Um, the second half is kind of where things got interesting. Uh, we scored pretty early on off of a uh, penalty. Um, so it's a free kick outside of the box, probably like 
10, 15 yards outside the 18. Um, they take it quick, and Enketia runs onto it, and the goalie, you know, it, I, I would say it's a clear foul, right? Anyone have anything besides? He, he, as soon as, once he gets in there, because he catches everyone off guard except the keeper. Once he's in there and he's one-on-one with the keeper, he knows all he has to do get is a take a, it's just yeah. get a touch for the goal. It doesn't matter where that ball is going to go because yeah. he knows the keeper's going for that ball. I mean, the, I mean, he wrapped up his foot pretty much. So it's, a, yeah. in my opinion, blatant penalty, yes. Yeah, I think it's a foul. And then the surprising thing for me was Odegaard took it. Uh, Sokka didn't take it. Sokka would have taken it. I would have won in Hell. fantasy. I, looked, I actually looked into it. Did you, did you see the interview? They said Sokka was uh, holding the ball for the pen. And the last second they o- he gave it to Odegaard, it and I was like, you... Yeah, the whole play. time I'm sitting there, I'm Let's going, go. please don't give it away. Please don't... Because I watched him hold it. I'll go, please don't give it to someone he did. else. Odegaard said he asked for else. it. Yeah. Did he? He Ar- said he, said Ar- he hadn't missed one in preseason, yeah. so he asked for it. And Arteta said he didn't know that he was going to take it. Yeah. So it was a decision made on the field. And, an interesting thing I did uh, when the announcer were talking about it, which um, Townsend was doing the game. That was kind of cool to listen to. I thought he was pretty I good. I thought he was great. Just Townsend, I thought it was great. An interesting thing that he said was... Who's their key? Is it Johnstone? Is yeah. that the... Uh, yeah. yeah. So they said Johnstone, probably if they got into that situation, all week would have been preparing too Sokka. for Sokka. Yeah. So when Odegaard steps up, he's probably like, well, now I just got to either one guess or just try and react to this because he probably knew if there was a pen, Sokka would take it and he was probably going to had a way made up in his mind which way he was going to go. So it probably threw everything off. Um, but yeah. Sokka not taking it safe. My fantasy, my fantasy game. That'll be interesting moving forward to see who takes. I wonder if that was just like a one-time thing, or if you know they ride the Odegaard gravy train right now. Yeah, like I said, he <laughs> sounded like he was confident going into it. So I yeah. mean, he didn't miss. So I mean, he might ride it till till yeah. something happens. Yeah. Um. I I had two things, and then if you guys have nothing else, we can we can move on. I thought at times Palace had decent spells of possession. I know later in the game there's a red card. That was my second point. Um, but I think for Palace right now, and we got pulled in the 74th, I thought everything kind of went through Schlupp. I thought he was all over the field defensively, offensively. I thought he had a very, very good game. Um, I just mentioned it, the red card. So it's a double yellow to Tamiyasu. I think the the second one, he kind of stops a, a counterattack, kind of wraps the guy up a little bit. There's I, no con. I'm sorry. The second one, the first one, I think I'm it's more- a foul. Yellow card than the second one. No, not I think Ayu said the, he even he even dove on the first one. No, the second one. No, one. yeah, the, the first one. I understand he has it in his hand for eight seconds. It's it's Havertz who has it for eleven seconds in his hand. But at one point, a Palace player had it in their hand for ten seconds. No, I know. There's no card. I get it, and trust me, I, I seven know. seconds, eight but, seconds. Really, you're giving out a yellow for that? I think that's ridiculous. I don't think the first ones. I don't think either of them are yellow cards. Yeah, I if mean, I'm being dead honest with you. It's a good thing we were already one up at that point, and we didn't get scored on because I think there would have been a it would have been a there would have been deal a riot. Was, there would have been uproars. But the first one, like you said, I think they're just trying to crack down on time wasting this year, even with the like added time and stuff. So maybe yeah. they're trying to like send a message or something. But even still, like I, I think that's just wrong. Like uh, so, yellow card that puts Tomiyasu in a bad spot, and then he does get beat, and I think he just. Ayu like turns around his shoulder and I think there's his arms on his back and that that's it. I don't know if you guys see anything else, but there's no At, shirt. To- the the shirt only pole. issue is on a counter like that, as if there's any contact, especially if, you know, the forward feels it, they're going to go down. Well, yeah, but still, it's and like- I think with the right, what the ref saw, I think it was worthy of a foul just because of the angle he had, but a yellow card is slightly ridiculous, especially after you gave this guy a first yellow for a fucking throw-in. Yeah. 
so I don't know. I, I think, like I said, the, the officiating for the first two weeks has been all over the place. Uh, my only question that we didn't talk about, I don't think we did yet, was the um, was Eze's foul in the box a penalty? I'll let you guys go first, if anyone. That was one for me where I, I kind of thought if they called it on the field, it would have stayed. Yeah. And the fact, and if they didn't call it, it, it wasn't going to get turned to a penalty. It wasn't like an obvious. Yeah. In my opinion, it was one of those. Like I think if they called it, I would have been fine with it being held as a penalty. But I didn't think it was going to get reviewed and given. I agree with you. I do think that there was contact there, but now the again, it was it's kind of similar to what we were talking about before. Um, I do think he might have already kind of been going down in a way. I don't. He kind of like caught over his own two feet a little bit, and it was kind of like stumbling. And then the challenge went in. There's contact, but I, I agree with you. If it's called on the field, I think they stick with it. If it wasn't called on the field, I don't think they were. It wasn't clear and obvious, in my opinion, to be overturned. So. My whole thing on it just kind of goes back to the officiating over this week and last week. I think the consistency of the ref that game, that should have been a penalty. I think the way he was calling fouls, if he's calling all that stuff Tomiyasu did as fouls, I think that's a clear clear foul then. I think that keeps consistent with his officiating for that game, which is the way ideally you'd want to see those games. That's all against Arsenal then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... <laughs> just... <laughs> but in the real world that is us watching football, I thought it was soft. But I think for the way he's been, he was calling it that game, that was a foul. Yeah, I kind of agree with what everyone's saying. I think not to like, – we'll, we'll keep it quick. But, like, I, I think, yeah, if the, the call on the field was, you know, a penalty, I could see it. But also I think he's going down a little too easy, and I think he drags his back foot a little bit. Because there's definitely contact on party, but I don't think it's – for me, not enough, and I maybe it's I'm biased, but like I, I just yeah. don't think it's like, you know, enough. Yeah, we good. Yeah. All right. Um. So that was the recap of game week two. Before we move on, Clayton, almost time for a pint. Um. Yes, I saw my pop up on your computer. Uh, you got to get a laptop that works and stop using mine. Eh, I'm texting by the way mid. Yeah. Mid I have a date later. Five. It is a date later. Wish I'm lucky, ready. Okay. Next, uh, next little segment we want to run through here. So game week two, the best. Fantasy performers of game week two. Anyone want to kick us off? Top performer of the week. I have the worst performers. <laughs> Your team. McAllister. Terrible. <laughs> Minus points. Red card. Well, I a, mean, it's all guys that we talked about, right? Yeah, we touched well, on all of them. Let's um, just group the two, the top two together. The Brighton players have been on fire this season. They've been the best for the first two weeks, like prospects. They're, they're wingers. I mean, Sully Marsh and Matoma. Yeah, Sully Marsh putting up 35.8 with his two goals, four shots, key pass. Matoma putting up 29.1. He had a goal, an assist, a couple key passes. Um, yeah, Brighton's just, I mean, in the league and in fantasy, you're just rolling people right now. Again, take into account if they played. That's fair. Um, but even still, eight goals in oh, two so games crazy. in the Premier League is pretty crazy. So Yeah, and then Dan, we got uh, your guy on there here. Bueno, two goals, one a PK, and the other was just a tap-in. But, I mean, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so he, so he gets, um, what was he at, 27 also at 27 was Jota. He had a goal on assist. Um, and then, Garrett, your boy Serge having a goddamn day out there. I mean, two assists, two key passes, five aerials and five clearances. In it. And for a defender to put up 26 without a clean sheet is pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, did they slot him in as a – He's as a midfielder, but yeah, I'm saying like he didn't get points from like a clean yeah. sheet. He was playing midfield. Yeah. Um, so those are the top five. Uh, 
yeah, top five of the week. Um, now, this is a, a little segment that we used to do, um, well, we'll say a year ago or so. Sure. Uh, so, start, bench, cut. So, our first three here for start, bench, cut, we're going to go with Rodri, Rice, and Casemiro. And I want to start with Garrett. Okay. What do you got? Um, I figure we're kind of be tried to throw similar players of similar positions that play, you know, similar style. Um, I think right now, I think it goes Rodri, Rice, Casemiro, as it's written. So start Rodri, bench Rice, and you'd cut Casemiro. I mean, yeah, I a thousand percent agree. And it might it just based off Rodri's first two games. Um, I know Rice has been playing well, but Rodri's just standing out a little bit more, especially for a guy who he can hit that long ball and he can strike the ball from distance, but known for, you know, sitting a little bit more deep, playing a little more defensive. I agree. Uh, you're starting Roger, you're benching Rice, and you're 100% cutting. Matty boy. Same. This is boring. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're all going to have pretty similar opinions. But I feel like if you asked this question last season, that's not the answer people would have I'm going off form right now. Yeah, I'm going off right now. Yeah, yeah. we're right not now. talking last season, though. Yeah. It's 2023-2024 season, man. Yeah, man. Fair enough. Um, all right. Second start bench cut. This, I could see there being some differences. So start bench cut, Matoma, Sun, and Grealish. We'll start with Dan here. I'm going to go start Matoma. Again, I'm going off of form right now. Start Matoma, bench Grealish, cut Sun. I think the start that uh, the season that Matoma had last year, the start he's having this year, just how influential he is to that team. I think, I think he, you got to start him right now. Um, Son, I think, has had a very lackluster for his standards year last year, and has not really, you know, Kane left. We all thought he was going to be the guy to step up and score the goals, and that hasn't been the case in the first two games. So, I think maybe you can cut him. And Grealish, I think, you know, he's he's come off the bench for City uh, last year, and you know, I actually I think he started most of the games last year, but he'll he'll put in a shift. Um, so yeah, I'll take him off the bench. Clayton. I'm going to start Matoma, bench Son, sell Grealish. I'm going to sell him back to Villa on a cheap fee because he's a little bit older. <laughs> I thought it was start, bench, cut, not <laughs> yeah, sell. No, 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 we're selling him. We're selling him back to Villa on a cheap fee. I'm going to sell Matoma then to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. selling him for real cheap. Now, I think um, Grealish has only played one game this year outside of the uh, Super Cup or whatever that is, the Community Shield. Didn't sorry. count. Um. And he did, played okay against Newcastle. He like he he didn't do anything for me. So I mean, off form alone, Son's got two starts. I think he's done a little bit more. I mean, we're we're talking two games in off this season on current form. I'm just gonna pick the guy who's got a little bit more in his legs right now. Yeah, and Matoma was. I don't have to say anything on that. Yeah, I I think I agree with you, Clayton. You know, obviously, I feel like we're all gonna ride the hot hand here with Matoma. We're gonna start him. Um. You know, I'll bench Son and I'm, I'll cut Grealish for the same reasons you said, right? It's just based off two games, which is, is just tough. Um, now, if you ask me this question or we ask this question, this you know, the same three for each of these, you know, a month into the season, could have some different answers here. But for right now, it's start Matoma, uh, bench Son, and cut Grealish. Interesting. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got, City fan? I mean, I'm not going to be biased or anything, but I feel like we're forgetting that Matoma plays for Brighton and Grealish plays for City, and they're playing two very different styles of game. But Matoma's putting up results. So you're basing everything on scoring? 
It's a very low sided way to look at this. I am, yeah, right now. We're two games into the season. That's all I'm basing well, on. Well, it's not based alone. on just two games. It's just the player right now. Who would you prefer in your team? If the play, I'm, I'm sticking with the same thing then. Okay. I prefer Son of a Grealish. I'm, I'm, talking... I'm not talking about everyone. I'm not talking just to you. No, if I know. we're I'm talking like that, then yeah, obviously that's going to change. I'm doing it just on the form of the last two games. Same as, same as me. Oh, well, I wasn't doing it. I mean... All right, so what do you got? It, it take, t- all right, take the last two games out of it. I You're... would probably go for the Grealish Matoma Son. Sorry, Stark Realish, Bench Matoma, Cut Son. I mean, I feel like we're also giving Son credit. He had a good second game, but his first game, he was non existent. You said you yeah. weren't counting. Well, I'm just saying, game. but if that's how you guys were playing it, like, Son didn't do anything his first game. I put him, that's what I said. I put him yeah. last for that reason. No, that's what I'm yeah. saying, though. I had to put Son in there just because Grealish has only played one game. I don't think he did anything special against Newcastle. I'm going to give Son for fitness reasons. Listen, I'm playing manager mode. Yeah, right? but like, Stark, if, but, if you okay. ask me this three weeks from now, I might say Stark Grealish. I, I, I'm, I'm basing it off of week one and two. That's I'm all just, I'm doing. Again, un- this understand. is something we should do with more games in the season. Should. We should, yeah. Also, Grealish played against Newcastle this week, who was arguably the best defensive team in the league last year. That's fair. And that's the performance you're judging him on. I mean, yeah, and he's a $100 million man. Man, man you're the most clean sheets, best word for him. Clean sheets and goals against are not the same thing. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Brian, this is your segment, I think, right? Yeah. So, I he, have a, he did look at the document. I, <laughs> I know I did. I said you I did. I just didn't add it. anything to it. I looked at it when I was at the gym. Um, so, here's what I have going into game week three. So, this is my best bet for game week three. So, those of you who are who are gamblers out there, who are sports bettors, let me know. You could fade me, follow me. Um, I, I don't know at this point. I haven't bet enough to really get on a hot streak yet. So here's my parlay. We had a three leg parlay. I want. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it too. I have in in the Sheffield United and Man City game. I have over 0.5 goals in the first half. Parlaying that with over two and a half total goals in the Villa Burnley game, and to finish off the three legger over eight and a half corners in the Newcastle Liverpool game. Now, reason being for the Over two and a half in Villa Burnley? Yes, total goals. I think that's where you lose I think it. that's a shout. And I'm a Villa fan. You might lose listen, five today. Listen, right? Against, <laughs> I know. Against listen. Hips. Listen, right now. Against Everton. So, three-leg parlay is sitting at plus 233. Um, I mean, I, I think City is going to have like two, two or three against Sheffield in the first half. I think just just based off the attacking, you know, the attacking um, one for talents of Newcastle and Liverpool, I think you're gonna, you know, throughout the game, you're gonna see so many offensive chances that balls are gonna over corner. That is the big one, is the the over in the Villa game. But again, I'm I'm basing it off of recently Villa scoring goals, and I'm hoping they can kind of keep up the hot streak. So uh, if you, right now, if you guys have to to, to to jump on the train or jump mm-hmm. off. I would jump off. Villa, I don't think the Villa, Villa one score, got you. No, I think that at most there'll be two goals in that game. Just because I think Burnley are at Turf Moor. Their first game at Turf Moor was against City, where they knew they were getting their teeth kicked in. So this, in their mind, is their true home opener. And have, Villa just played midweek. Well, who's to say Burnley can't go out there and put up three goals? Me. Wasn't your <laughs> argument for it the fact that Villa has just scored a lot of goals, and then you just said who's to say Burnley? Yeah. Villa, I don't Villa, think Villa we're sh- letting up three goals. Villa, Villa, Villa could shock you. You shut your mouth. You didn't think you were letting up five goals at Newcastle either. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's my best bet for the weekend. I put it in. Um, 
I put the three-legger in, so we'll see what happens. All right. Are we looking ahead to game week three now? Wrap this thing up. Give some predictions. See what we got. Yeah? yeah? Let's do it. All right. Friday, we're going to kick it off. Garrett, you're going to give us your, your prediction here. We're going to go Chelsea, Luton, Stamford Bridge. Um, I think this would be a good time for Chelsea to turn their season around. They're playing against Luton at home. Um, it's also the Friday night game. Well, Friday night if you're in England, Friday afternoon if you're here yep. in the U.S. Um, Love the Friday afternoon game. I think Chelsea runs rampant. I think they win 4 nothing. Wow. If they lose, this, this, oh my god! This I would love the first insane. Luton win against Chelsea. Right, if there's a game to win, this is the yeah. this is your well, game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next, it will be Bournemouth at home against Spurs. Um, the early game on Saturday. I, I don't think Bournemouth can can stick with Spurs. I think Bournemouth get a goal in this game. What the hell is this list I have right now? I think Bournemouth get. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I was like, wow, he really didn't read the doc. <laughs> God, this one These beer. Are the games of the this one beer. Oh, you're st- <laughs> are you drunk? You love my computer. You're on Clayton's oh, laptop. Sorry, you're standing right in there. Our oh, uh, I'm gonna get paper towels. Hold Thank on. You. Sorry, Pop. Thank you, but Clayton. Shambles. I'm in shambles right now. Uh, three one Spurs. Sorry, Clayton. Uh, Dan at the Emirates, Arsenal, Fulham. Um, what do you got? Thanks, Garrett. I like to think we win this pretty easily. Um, I hope we do. I mean, the first two games we played Nottingham Forest and then uh, Crystal Palace. I was hoping for bigger wins than we than we got. Only winning both games by one. I know we had a red uh, a red card in the last game, but we're home against Fulham, who had a pretty bad result at home to Brentford last. I think we should be able to win this. I'm going to say three nothing. Clayton, let's go over to you. Brentford at home against Crystal Palace. I think it's going to be two all. I'm excited to see that game. I think that's two teams that are fighting, that have the talent on their team that are fighting for that, like, between 10 and 7th position. So I think that, um, I think 2 2 is a good shout for this game. I think there'll be some goals. All right. Let's go now. This is for everybody. All right. Um, we have Everton at home against Wolves. Who wants to start us off? This is the one we picked for everybody. Yeah, it just kind of worked out like that. So okay. <laughs> we have two. We have two. <laughs> <I was just> like, <laughs> well, you'll see later because you guys have your own things to choose after, like coming up. So yeah, we have like our games. Yeah, it was kind of limited. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Just yeah. by the timing of the game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> Garrett, uh, we'll go down the line. Start us off. Um, Everton Wolves honestly could not care less. I think both teams get relegated. Um, they tie zero zero, and all the fans leave ten minutes early. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, cynical much? <laughs> they tie zero zero. Um, all right, and all the fans leave early. And all the fans leave early. I'll try to drop that in. Um, I think this is. We mentioned it before. At Wolves, they're struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. I think this is the game to do it against a struggling defense. I think Everton also got a couple. I'm going on the flip side of Garrett. I'm going 2-2. Dan? I think Everton's woes continue, and I think Wolves get their first win. Um, I'm going 2-0 Wolves. Damn. All right, Clayton. I'm going 1-0 Everton. 
At home, I think Sean Dyche is gonna be like, "Hey guys, we are really <laughs> you, bad right now." You fucking love Sean Dyche. I the ginger Mourinho, the man <laughs> created four four two. The ginger, was the ginger son. Mourinho just let in four goals against Villa. Listen, listen. <laughs> Mourinho oh, was coaching Manchester United at one point. He wasn't great there either. Hey, I, won I, the, we won the Europa League. Listen, the ginger Mourinho is going to sit his boys down. He's going to go, listen, you guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> but you know who else is terrible? Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin, with whatever new injury he's got this week, is going to limp on the field and get a last-minute header. <laughs> and then we'll see up there in a boot. Yep, and, and then we'll see him in play. eight months because he's going to get another injury. <laughs> Oh, God, go to the next game. For those of you listening, I'm sweating and almost crying funny. because of this right now. That was good, Matt. Um, really and good. if you're watching, uh, you know, League Pines YouTube. All right. Oh, shit. All right. I feel like when we plug, we should enunciate <laughs> League Pines. In case League Pines. League Pines. Um, all right. Fuck. United hosting Nottingham. I swear to God, if this isn't like a get-right game and we don't fucking figure it out, I'm going to blow my brains out. Um. That being said, I feel like it's not going to go well. I don't know why. Um, I- I'm going to go 1-1. And Garrett said fans are going to leave the stadium. I think United fans just full-on riot after the game. I'm going 1-1. We're going to have a Glazers out. Gla- what a Glazers, Glazers, pronounce it. Full-on riot, full-on protest. I'm going 1-1. I-, I-, I just think our troubles of not scoring and not being able to defend to the middle just continue. Um, uh, who starts for Mount Erickson? Oh yeah, Mount's out for. I think that's almost better for you guys. I think Erickson's more creative. Well, I think because like, Erickson doesn't have the legs in him that Mount does, so Ten Hag's going to tell him to sit with Casemiro, so Casemiro's not going to be stranded. That's fair. And if you know Erickson gets that ball, he he can honestly you know pick out a pass better than Mount can. Obviously, he's going to pass too, but. Not I mean, Rashford. Rashford's playing that top. Nobody lost, man. Um, all right, Dan. This one's for you. Brighton hosting West Ham. Might be the game of the week. This is the game. game. I agree. Well, well, I'm looking forward. No, to No, there's this one weekend. later. But oh, that's oh, there is one later. A good one. Uh, I think Brighton at home. They're going to be too much for West Ham. I think West Ham put up a good fight. I think I'm going to go three two. Ooh, high scoring game. Who? Brighton. Brighton. All right. Let's go here to do, do, do. Uh, Clayton for you. Sunday. First day. Yeah. First game. I'm sorry. First game on Sunday. We have Burnley, like you mentioned, at Turf Moor against your Aston Villa. I'm going one nothing Villa um, because I want to be optimistic. And I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a grind. I think after the last two games for Burnley, they're well, that's going not over to. two and a half. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were all clearly saying that. <laughs> I can't wait till I win and I'm rich. Um, I bet five dollars on it. Shh. Put five. That's it. Yeah, it was like five to win, like fifteen or some shit. Um, I think you know Burnley's last game was against City. The Luton game got postponed because of the stadium. I think they're really coming out going, let's get three points on the board. So I think they're going to be solid, and I just think that we're coming off two good performances and we will need something a little bit more than that and i think let's get a little bit of magic and get away with a one nothing win all right just to be clear the two good performances is the yeah we are recording this week where they lost we are recording this after the hibs game where it was five nothing yeah all right up the villa garrett we're gonna go to you bramall lane 
Sheffield against City. Uh, what's your prediction for this one? Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, we should win this game. Uh, our defense has been solid this year. Let's go 2 nothing. It's 2 nothing. I'd like to see Cole Palmer get a little more time in this game. It would be nice as well. All right. And then around out the weekend, um, another, I mean, we, we said that, you know, that the Brighton-West Ham game is one that is going to be quite interesting. We all want to watch it. Dan mentioned there's another one that could be contender for game of the week. Here it is. Newcastle at St. James hosting Liverpool. We're going to get everyone's predictions on this one. Uh, Clayton, we're going to start with you. I think it's going to be 2-0 Newcastle. I think that Liverpool's Ooh. defense looks shaky at best. I think that Newcastle are home. I think that St. James St. James's Park rocks when they're at home. And I think this is a game all their fans are going to get up for. And that it's uh, it's going to be a little bit back and forth. But I think Newcastle's defense is going to basically win them the game. All right, Dan? I think Liverpool are going to take one away. They're going to, they're going to win away at uh, Newcastle. I'm going to go 2-1. to one. I think it's going to be a good game. But I think Liverpool is going to win 2-1. I'm going to do... I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go Newcastle win this one, two to one. Um, I think at home, I think, you know, we, we talked about how Liverpool had kind of a shaky start defensively. I think Newcastle have the talent to exploit that early on, and I think they take advantage of it, get an early goal, get another one later in the game. I think they hold on to a 2 1 win at home. Garrett, finish out. I hate to be the tie guy this week. Do it. Ooh, but do I, it. Think, I think it's 1 1. I don't hate it. I feel like Newcastle gets one early and Liverpool gets one late. All right. Um, so that wraps up our preview and predictions into game week three. Gentlemen, have we touched on all we want to touch on today? I think so. Any any glaring things? Can't wait. For those of you MLS fans, uh, Messi's the best player ever played in the MLS. He's only been there like two months. Just saying. That's true. Right, what a random toss in. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. You saw that exactly. No, I just on I just saw stuff <laughs> word for word. I just saw like how Messi's just destroying everybody in MLS. So I figured, yeah. All right, guys. So next week with Premier League and Pines plus MLS and Messi. Um, no, no, just Messi. I'm just kidding. No, just Messi. Fuck Ryan's it, been an Inter Miami fan for all like so many years. Um. All right, so that's gonna wrap us up here for this episode of Premier League and Pines. You can follow us on all forms of social media at League Pines, Premier League and Pines on YouTube. If you want to. Watch the full episode of the podcast. We also throw our YouTube shorts up there. Um, keep interacting with us on TikTok. Keep commenting. You know, we'll comment back at you on the account, our league account, our personal accounts. Um, and thank you guys for listening, watching. Yeah. See you next week.